Meseches Peya Perkei Mishnavav 5-6. A mocher is today, if one sells his field, and let's say the both seller and the purchaser are aniyam, who would be eligible for the various matanas aniyam, to take the peya like a chich, etc. A mocher mutar, the mocher previously, since he owned the field, as we saw in the previous Mishnah, which would proscribe him, which for, would forbid him from taking the various gifts, even though he's poor, because he must give it to another, um, ani, once he is the seller, the fact that he raised it up to this point and he cultivated it doesn't matter. Now he doesn't own the field. So when the chiv kicks in of leaving peyev for leket and shecha, which starts with the harvesting, it's in the hands of the new person. And therefore the mocha, the one who used to own but now doesn't own, is mutter, is allowed to collect the peyev leket and shecha. Valokeach asur. The person who purchased the field, even though he's an ani, now that he owns the field, um, even if he's still poor and if he only uses borrowed funds, etc., now that he owns the field and it's his, he is forbidden from taking the peah, leket, and shecha, etc., from his field. New point. The mission says, Lo yiskor adam esapolim almanas shilakat b'no achrav. A person may not hire workers to work their field with the understanding that the workers are allowed to let their son or sons um, go behind them meaning that the worker would be harvesting, and as he harvests, the, the worker's son trails behind that worker, picking up whatever leket might fall. That's forbidden for a number of reasons. First of all, it's forbidden because the field owner is essentially negotiating a price with his obviously an economic benefit, an additional economic benefit to the worker, and therefore he presumably will be able to allow himself to be hired for less, and which means that part of the economic payment that's due to the worker will be offset by the leket, or the rights to collect the leket that are going to the worker's son. That being the case, essentially, the owner of the field is using the leket, or pay and shecha, um, as uh, indirect payment for working the field, and that, of course, is forbidden. Um, in addition, um, the worker who specifically allows his son to trail him, essentially is stealing from the other anim in town, since this son has an unfair advantage um, by, you know, picking the leket as it drops, etc., um, or knows where the leket is. So that totally disadvantages the other poor people, essentially stealing from them, which would also be um, a crime and forbidden. Um, and finally, there's an obvious conflict of interest, um, which um, may be agreed between the two, but certainly is, is frowned upon, once you're a worker and you're supposed to be acting in the best interest of your employer, um, if you have the competing interest of providing for your son, so you might be a little extra sloppy in your harvesting process to leave extra leket or whatever it is, shecha, and that, of course, would be um, also unacceptable. So for all those reasons, um, a person may not hire workers with the understanding or with the stipulation that the worker's child or children could trail behind them. If a person doesn't allow the poor to collect the leket from his field, or the pair for that matter, etc., um, meaning, let's say, he doesn't let them in, or off and off, or he rushes them off the field, stuff like that, or he plays favorites, allowing one poor person to get access to the field and another one not, um, or if it provides any sort of... Um, advantage of one over the other. Let's say he, he helps one by telling him where the extra leket is or the extra shecha is, whatever the case might be, um, by providing a benefit to one over the other, 
all those things are forbidden because the idea was just to be um, ozev, to abandon it to the, the Ani and the Ger to help themselves. And by favoring one or the other, by trying to help one, you're actually sort of disadvantaging and effectively stealing from the other. And all those kinds of cases where you're essentially um, stealing from the poor, um, even if you have good intentions to help another poor person, that's forbidden. And Hareze Gozel Esanim, he's considered to be um, someone who's stealing from the poor. Al Zenemar, on such a person, the Pasik says, Al Taseg Gvul Olim. Now, the truth is, the Pasik in Mishle um, reads Al Taseg Gvul Olam, which means do not encroach upon or, or, or move the borders, the eternal borders. Gvul Olam, eternal borders. And, but we're reading it not as Olam, but Olim, those who go up. Um, don't encroach upon their borders, don't cross the line with respect to those who go up, um, which could mean one of two things, according to the Bartanur. The first is who came up, the people from Mitzrayim. When they came to Israel, that's when these laws came into effect, and the laws were set in place from the beginning, and don't encroach upon those those hard and fast set rules about allowing the Neum to collect um, what's their due, etc., and getting involved. The other shot here is that Olim means those who go up, like in modern Hebrew, Olim are those who make Aliyah, you know, they make, they Immigrate to Israel, so um, it's like lush and sluggy nahar. It's a euphemism. We're talking. We're talking about the people who are the most um, downwardly mobile, you know, the downtrodden bottom stratum of socioeconomic well-being. So really, these are people on the way down. But we call them euphemistically olim, people on the way up. And we say al taseg gvul olim. Don't encroach into the the border, the barriers, the boundaries of the purview of the people who are, are have fallen in society who are calling Olim, those who are euphemistically on the way up.